and Israeli activist and author and political leader David Rubin is sitting across from me. David, thanks for coming in. Well, thank you. Good to be with you, Michael. It's good to meet you face to face. We've spoken with you on the show before. He is the author of the new book, Peace for Peace, Israel in the New Middle East. I I was speaking before you came on about this peace uh, that it, it, it appeared in the Atlantic and people have taken it very seriously, much more seriously than they should, it seems to me. And the headline is, Israel's dreaded tipping point has finally arrived. And it's by someone named S. Daniel Abraham, who is um, a so-called peace activist. Um, now, you've been dealing with these people and these arguments for, for many, many years. He basically says that today, the total number of Jews and Arabs living under Israeli rule in Israel, the West Bank and Gaza, is now majority Arab. Is that true? No, it's total nonsense. Um, th- this is one of the great canards uh, that the far left in Israel has, and at outside Israel, has tried to push for so many years. The The reality is that the Jewish population, the, the Jewish-Israeli population in Judea and Samaria is the fastest-growing population in the world. <laughs> it's the only place uh, that that is winning any sort of demographic struggle with, with the Islamic world. And and it's partially because uh, you guys are having children. Oh, we have a lot of children. All you have to do is look in, <laughs> in the, the Shiloh Township, or Shiloh Township, as many Americans would call it, uh, and people have six, eight, ten, tw- even twelve children per family, and the children actually turn out okay. Okay, they not only turn out okay, they turn out remarkably, because I've met and worked with some of those children. And the, the, the lying details of, of this stuff in the Atlantic magazine, you see, it's like a shell game, because here's what he says. He says the total number of Jews and Arabs living under Israeli rule in Israel, the West Bank, and Gaza. There is no Israeli rule in Gaza. It's Hamas rule. There are 1.7 million terribly oppressed Palestinians, but they're not oppressed by Israel. To the best of my knowledge, Israelis are not even allowed to enter Gaza. They can't come in. There's no Israeli cops. There are no Israeli social workers. There are no Israeli community members. There are no Israeli tax collectors. Is that right? There is not one Israeli in Gaza, and there hasn't been since 2005 when Israel withdrew and... And, and forcibly removed communities. Removed 10,000 Jews, and, and as a result of that, we got missile launching pads on the sites of homes, schools, and playgrounds. Yes, which is not good for anybody. The other thing that is fascinating to me is that right now, 96% of the West Bank Palestinian population lives under Palestinian rule. And I can prove it. So can David Rubin. His new book is called Peace for Peace, Israel and the New Middle East. It's full of a uh, peace plan that actually could work. We'll get to that and more with your calls for David Rubin. 1-800-955-1776. The Michael Medved Show. That's 1-800-955-1776. Sign up today for our free weekly newsletter at michaelmedved.com. For 
44 minutes after the hour on the Michael Medved Show, where it's easy to save 15% or even more on car insurance with GEICO. Just go to GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is even easier. Uh, David Rubin is the longtime mayor of the community of Shiloh in Israel, and uh, it is located in what much of the world knows as the West Bank, but uh, there is very little doubt. I mean, wouldn't you say Shiloh is uh, certainly next to Jerusalem itself would be the most sacred and important historic Jewish site? Oh, no question. The Shiloh was the first capital of ancient Israel. Before there was Jerusalem, there was Shiloh. And uh, so that was the center. 369 years, Jerusalem became the center for only a little bit longer than that uh, as the unified kingdom, the unified capital. Before it was a capital of the Judea, which was separate, separate country. Correct. Okay. Uh, in Shiloh, when you established the community of Shiloh after the, uh, uh, the June War, what, what year was the community established? Shiloh was reestablished in 1978, in February of 1978. It took about 11 years for the Israeli government to give approval for it uh, because they were always looking over their shoulders, uh, feeling like that, that maybe they shouldn't establish facts on the ground, maybe uh, the world wouldn't like it. And uh, fortunately, there were, there were some individuals who took the initiative and spurred it on, and, and, they, uh, and there were... There were eight families who established the community in 1978. How many? Eight young families went there, and that without without running water, without without phones. Uh, two women were pregnant at the time, and they they went ahead and through self sacrifice they established the community, and and now there are about 10,000 people in the Shiloh Township. And it's a beautiful town. I mean, it's uh, trees and lawns and a beautiful community. No homes were displaced where Shiloh, where the community exists, were they? No homes have been displaced since 1978, correct? No, okay. I mean, I mean let's... Oh, let's you're, be... you're, you're saying Palestinian correct, homes? Correct, correct. Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, look, all, all you have to do is, is go there and you see countless endless hills and rocky hills, uh, Trees all over the place, but uh, but basically you have barren, rocky hills, right. and, but, and, and, and there not one, not one Arab was displaced in the establishment of the Jewish communities in Judea and Samaria, the West Bank. It's so important that people get that straight. By the way, I had um, proposed a column about that to a major publication where I'm a major uh, regular columnist. They won't touch it. But that's because it's the truth. But it's so important, and it so much goes against the the common narrative. David Rubin's new book, which uh, I have not read yet, but I look forward to, is called "Peace for Peace: Israel in the New Middle East." Uh, David is a scholar and a political leader, and 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 much more. Uh, let's, if we can, go to um, to our callers. Uh, Rich in Phoenix. Rich, you're on the Michael Medved show with David Rubin. Uh, David. Is Prime Minister Bibi making a big mistake by trusting a man like Abbas when Abbas was the man who financed the terrorist attacks on the Israeli Olympians at Mushin in 1972? This man won't even recognize Israel's right to exist. Uh, you're talking about, of course, Abu Mazen, Mahmoud Abbas, the president of the so-called Palestinian Authority. Is Bibi making a mistake to trust him? 
There's no question about it. The, 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 the first chairman of the Palestinian Authority and the Palestine Liberation Organization, Yasser Arafat, instituted a system, and the Israeli government found out about this by uh, when it went into the autonomous areas to try and save lives, and, and they found that there is a, a system entrenched in the Palestinian Authority of rewarding terrorists for every terrorist attack. Mahmoud Abbas formalized that system and has continued it up until this day. Uh, the, and mind you, the Palestinian Authority is an equal opportunity employer. They also give financial aid to, to the Hamas terrorist organization, the Hezbollah terrorist organization, Al-Qaeda. It doesn't matter what terrorist organization they are from, as long as the terrorist kills Jews. If he kills Jews, if he wounds Jews, he's entitled to a financial compensation. Um, one of the things I wanted to get to is this stupid claim about the emerging Palestinian demographic revolution and the demographic majority. Doesn't take into account, uh, and this is from the United Nations. This is from the United Nations, right? Not terribly friendly to uh, the Jewish people or to the state of Israel. But according to the United Nations and their own figures, 96% of the West Bank Palestinian population lives in Area A or Area B under Oslo. What Area A is, that's 55%, the majority of West Bank Palestinians, it is no Israelis are allowed inside. No Israeli cops, no Israeli security, no Israeli civil administration, totally controlled by the Palestinian Authority. Another 41% live in Area B, which is totally civil administration by the Palestinians, and then joint Israeli-Palestinian security. Is that is that your understanding? Uh, that's correct. Do you know why it is that no Israeli is allowed into those areas? No. There are two reasons. One is from their perspective. One is from our perspective. From their perspective... They don't want one Jew in their areas. They want that area to be Judenrein, like like in, like in Nazi Germany, where where Jews were not allowed. Yeah, no coups. They don't want one Jew there, and 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 the second reason, uh, from our perspective, is that the Israeli government is concerned that any Israeli that goes into those Palestinian Authority autonomous areas is going to be killed, and that's and that's a very realistic fear. So, what does that say about? about wanting peace. Yeah, but what it also says is the claim that these people, people who have who live in areas where no Jew is allowed inside, you, you can't come in, whether you're a cop, whether you're a tax collector, whether you're a bureaucrat or a social worker or a rabbi, you can't go in there to claim that those people live under Israeli rule is ludicrous. You can't blame Israelis or you can't credit Israelis for some of the economic progress they've been able to make. When we come back, I want to talk about what happens. His book is called Peace for Peace. He'll be speaking tonight at the Church of All Nations in Tacoma, Washington. Find out about it at our website at michaelmedved.com. The Michael Medved Show. michaelmedved.com. Fifty-five minutes after the hour on the Michael Medved Show. Uh, David Rubin is the author of Peace for Peace, Israel and the New Middle East. It's a fascinating book with uh, a lot of interesting illustrations in it. And uh, it's available at our website at michaelmedved.com. 
Uh, you can also, if you join us in Israel, you'll have a chance, I hope, because we're trying to schedule a visit again to the community of Shiloh. I do not say settlement. That's an insulting and misleading term. A Shiloh is a community and a, a beautiful and um, uh, very functional and very permanent community and uh, a, a very ancient and important Jewish site. David Rubin is also uh, speaking tonight at the Church of All Nations in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, people who want to go hear him uh, should uh, go to our website. All the information about his speech is available tonight. David was years ago the victim of a terror attack with his uh, three-year-old son. And uh, it's much safer now, isn't it, David? Well, the only reason why it is safer right now is because the Israeli army has gone into the autonomous areas. It's a, it has free reign now uh, to go into the autonomous areas and to uh, to pursue terrorists, to to wipe out bomb factories, to to uh, find out where the where the weapons tunnels are. Every everything that is happening now today in terms of security in Israel is because the Israeli army is active in protecting the people. Okay. Uh, for, for folks who do uh, want to find out about coming with us uh, to, to Israel this uh, spring, it's late spring, uh, very early summer, the weather is beautiful, it's going to be an amazing trip, uh, one you will never forget, and unlike any other tour of Israel, call 800 213 8260. Uh, da- David's book, uh, Peace for Peace, is available. You can click uh, on our website, and that will send you directly to getting the book on Amazon, which you can have in your hands hmm, momentarily. Um, David, what are the chances for peace? Well, I think that there is a, a chance for peace. I think there's a good chance for peace. What are the prerequisites? Uh, the prerequisite is that we, we have to do away with this land for peace formula. We, the, for, for over 35 years, we've been banging our heads against the wall with this land for peace formula. Land for peace is not going to work. All it does is bring terrorism. Because it rewards violence. If you're, if you're saying we're going to give you a land for stopping violence, it basically encourages more violence. Exactly. If they want peace, then it's time for peace for peace. We give them peace, they give us peace. You want to find out how? You can find out in the book. David Rubin on a busy day visiting Seattle. I appreciate your stopping in. And uh, God willing, we uh, see you on the other side of the world this spring. Uh, To read more about this, there are so many distortions in the American press. Wouldn't it be a beautiful thing if as President Obama gets ready to tour the Middle East, we actually found out a little bit more of the truth for this greatest nation on God's green earth?